Hello. Welcome to Google Gals. Um, hi. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so this week we're doing snow stuff. Mm-hmm. We got um, bombarded by a snowstorm over the past weekend. Yeah. And it was uh, horrible. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was horrific. It's still, like, impossible to get in and out of my yeah. way. Yeah, because it's now, like... The snow has fallen and it's done for now, but then it, it's now everything is a sheet of ice. So now instead of like nice little snow banks, you have uh, just stacks of ice in your yard. That's yeah. <laughs> not fun. Last night it was like tip tapping on like the ground in my driveway uh-huh. because it was crack. Like when I would step down, the top layer would like crack, <laughs> like like creme brulee. <laughs> That sounds so good. What, creme brulee? Yeah. <laughs> or just tip-tapping on the ground? Um, mostly creme brulee. Mm, yeah. It's mm. one of my favorite desserts. Mine too. Stop it. Okay, so... Cool. So, my little thing to do is the Minnesota Iceman. What? What? Who is he? Who? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, I realized halfway through... Going through this, mm. I'm doing pretty much Bigfoot <laughs> again. Shocker. <laughs> and, like, I didn't even realize it until I got pretty far in, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, this is Bigfoot. <laughs> Your girl loves Bigfoot. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, we've all heard the different reasons that Bigfoot definitely exists. <laughs> The the bones that have been found, the hairs that sure. don't match any sort of creature, sure. including humans, you know, the mm-hmm. the huge. Yeah. But have you heard of the Minnesota Iceman? No. Oh, well, <laughs> interesting. Um, somewhat regarded as a hoax, but still not necessarily been proven mm. as a hoax. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna Sounds we're good. gonna talk about this little dude. So, uh, in the 1960s, a strange creature was exhibited um, all around the U.S., uh, going from town to town, featured in fairs, at malls, uh, carnivals, anywhere. Was it Santa? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was the Minnesota Iceman. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay. So, he has been described... Oh, it, it's dead. It's not a real... It's not like oh. a live creature. Oh. It's like a carcass of a creature. They're just carting around a carcass. Yeah. Th- they froze it. To carnivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the 60s were a weird time. <laughs> like, they sure were. Carnivals were such like freaky little events for like so many years. And now they they're still just are. boring and kind of like messed up. You know, oh, like, oh, yeah. those elephants, let them be free. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> back down to it. So this um, this creature, it has been described as uh, male, sure. human-like, uh, six feet tall, which is about 1.8 meters for anyone who uses meters out there. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, it has very dark brown hair of about... <laughs> three to four inches that covers its entire body. The face uh, was broad and flat, containing a short upturned nose Mm. and prominent brow ridges. 
Um, so, like, Neanderthal-looking yeah. thing. Um, Ugly. The body was that of, like, a robust, barrel-chested man mm. uh, with a thick neck and large hands and feet. Gaston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, an eyeball, this is horrifying, okay. an eyeball dangled from one of the sockets. What? Um, which it said was because when it was killed, it was shot through the back of its head and it went out his eye and just popped his eye right out. Which I'm not sure if that's even how that works. What? I mean, I've never seen anyone <laughs> shot. I feel like if it goes through, through your eye, it's just going to like Explode. obliterate your fucking eye. That's what it seems like. Jesus. But nope, because it went through the back of his head and just popped his eye um, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> it's super messed up. <laughs> and then there was a bend in the forearm um, that was seen to be, like, it was interpreted as evidence for, like, a fractured radius or oh. ulna, so a little broken arm. Hmm. So, um, promoter and exhibitor, and maybe con man, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. Let's I see the facts. We, I think we know. I think we know. We don't know. <laughs> okay. So, his name is Frank Hansen. Uh, He took the Minnesota Iceman to carnivals and fairs. At this time, which is uh, late 1968, the specimen was known as the Cyberscoia creature, which no one wants to say that. So this is the Minnesota Iceman now. (laughs) (laughs) So the creature was brought to the attention of cryptozoologists Ivan T. Sanderson, (laughs) fake name, and Bernard Hovelman. Extra fake name. Extra fake name. <laughs> um, and these two dudes were collecting evidence of the existence of Bigfoot. I love them already. Oh my god, I can picture them. Such fans. I want to be them. I'm picturing them wearing, like, one is taller and has, like, brown hair. It's kind of receding, not totally bald yet. And he's wearing, like, those big, ugly glasses. Mm-hmm. And then he's wearing, like, a pastel green turtleneck and, like, a brown uh, corduroy jacket. Oh my gosh. Oof. And then the other one, <laughs> it's David Spade. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. That is the best description I've ever heard. I'm um, pretty sure that's true. Actually, no, that's 100% true. That's <laughs> Our facts are, are not... Like, the main part of this story today feels like. They never are. (laughs) Never are. So, um, aspiring naturalist uh, Terry Cullen told them uh, about it after he had observed the carcass at the International Livestock Exposition's annual fair in Chicago. (gasps) Chicago. So, so that's how they heard about him. Um, Hanson, who's the man that owned this um, mess-up creature thing. Sure. He claimed that he was only the temporary ward of the body and that it actually belonged to an undisclosed owner. Oh, my God. Uh, like a wealthy owner from California. Get this. Oh my widely God. rumored to be actor Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that is so goddamn funny because Jimmy Stewart comes up in my story, too. <laughs> Stop it. Jimmy. <laughs> I wish I could do a Jimmy Stewart voice. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Stewart. 
That was good. Thank you. You're welcome. It was like he was here in the room with us. Yeah, the ghost of Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) Okay, at at one time, Hansen claimed that the body had been discovered floating in a block of ice off the Siberian coast by a Russian seal hunting vessel. That all sounds It sounds pretty (laughs) far-fetched. But unfortunately, his story continued to change. So later, he said that a Japanese whaling ship found the body. And then eventually, he said that it had been found in a deep freeze facility in Hong Kong. Oh, my God. And later still, here we go. (laughs) Okay. He said that the animal had been shot on a hunting trip in the Whiteface Reservoir region of Minnesota. Uh, which is where it gets the name Minnesota sure. Iceman. Sure. Kind of. Um, <laughs> for all these suggestions, the most popular idea about the body's origin is that it was collected in Vietnam and flown to the United States in a body bag. Is that during the Vietnam War? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Then yes, there's actually. no fucking way that... Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, you not at all. can't fool me. Um, Hovelman's connected it with the story of a huge ape uh, that was killed in Da Nang, Vietnam in 1966, supposedly close to where Hansen had been stationed during the war. So, bada bing, bada boom. Sure. They think, because apparently there was a story about a huge ape that was killed in Da Nang, Vietnam. Anyway, so, <laughs> Sanderson and Hovelman's. Mm. They examined the Iceman in December in, of 1968 in Hansen's home where it was being stored off show for the winter. And one of the things that I read, it was like, where? They, they examined it in his, like, trailer <laughs> in, in the depths of winter in Minnesota. Oh and it was God. like, oh, okay, that seems legit. You can't just keep a body in your house. Like, do you have a meat freezer for it? Like, Apparently. Because ha- no. he kept him frozen all the time. So I like photos of him standing next to this weird, like, God. clear glass frozen mess. It's That's like an episode filthy. of... Oh, God. <laughs> That's like an episode of Scooby-Doo. Didn't that happen? Like, they found a frozen guy, and then it melted or something, and then he came to life. Or uh, That sounds horrifying. I don't know. I don't know. Scooby-Doo Scooby- is a freak. <laughs> First of all. Where are their parents? Oh, yeah. Okay, um, um, okay, so they are examining the Iceman. Sure. Back, back to it. Yeah. Um, both of them became so convinced of its reality that they prepared detailed illustrations and planned to have the creature described in technical literature. So they were going to, like, write papers, scientific papers, about this Iceman. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, they were convinced. David Spade. Who knows? David Spade. What are you thinking? (laughs) So Sanderson and Hovelmans were intrigued by its enormous hands. So he had these big old creepy hands. Uh, the, the thumb was slender, uh, tapered and long, and its nails were flat, yellow, <gasps> right? um, and of an appearance that almost looked manicured. Uh, um, wow. Um, yeah, I don't even have time to get a manicure. Right, my nails are disgusting. Yeah, they're filthy all the time. Ugh. Talking about mine, not yours. But Maybe also mine. <laughs> um, and it had a heel-like pad on the side of the palm, uh, which Sanderson suggested uh, to be indicative of habitual quadrupedal behavior. 
so they were using it to walk. Right. Um, okay, cool. I mean, but if you have manicured-looking fingers, like, right. there's so no you're, way. Right, you're not walking on your fucking hands. No, no way. <laughs> I mean, Come facts. on, guys. Come you on, guys Sanderson. are scientists. <laughs> well, they're cryptozoologists. <laughs> but it's it's their field. I mean, True. that's like they should, thing. yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're a cryptozo- cryptozoologist, you should look for what makes something not mm. a, a cryptid. True. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. You should be more careful. Yeah. You can't just be... Yeah. Like, don't... I, like, I'm I'm allowed to be gullible because I'm a receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my job. I can believe as much as I want. Right. I, have, I have no papers right. to prove anything. I didn't graduate college. <laughs> um, okay. At one point during the examination, the glass over its case cracked, <gasps> releasing an odor Ew. described as that of decomposing flesh, Ew. which is horrifying. Ew. And they said that they found putrefaction where some of the flesh had been exposed from the melted ice. So it Ooh. was, like, melting. Which is kind of horrifying, because, like, in mm. other ways, in other, um, like, quotes and stories about this, mm. it says that uh, Hansen, the Tom Hansen, the guy, mm-hmm. he would freeze it during sometimes, and then he would, like, defreeze it. No. Defrost it. Um, no. Like, a lot. <laughs> Like, back and forth and back and forth, no, which no, is horrifying. No, 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 no. Um, It'll come up again a little later, but, like... Oh, my God. Filthy. Really gross. Yeah. Um, so, in 1969, so, um, I mean, a couple months later, Havelmans wrote an article in a Belgian scientific journal about the Iceman, suggesting that it was a new species with Neanderthal affinities called Homo pongoidus. Love it. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Which means, like, an ape-like man. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he theorized in this paper that it was most likely shot and killed in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prompted by Havelman's naming it, uh, the whatever, homo whatever, it sounds like homo sapiens, you know, <laughs> sure. uh, the FBI was informed that the subject might potentially be a human murder victim. Uh, but the agency didn't investigate what? because they thought that it was a hoax. Because Mulder wasn't there yet. He wasn't. <laughs> he had to wait another, like, what, 20, not even 20 years, mm-hmm. and he would be there. Oh, my God. He's so cute. I love him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love him so much. He's kind of my I'm always man. a slut for aliens. True. Yes. I'm always a slut for Fox Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Sanderson, then then science editor for Aragasi magazine, uh, authored an article about the Iceman in April of 1969 uh, in an issue that featured the headline, Is This the Missing Link Between Man and the Apes? Oh my god. Sanderson also spoke about the Iceman on television appearances and contacted primatologist John Napier, asking him to investigate it under the official auspices of Smithsonian of the Smithsonian Institution because Napier um, was a primatologist there. Mm. Uh, Napier became sure that it was a latex model. 
So he just like he just went to see it. He didn't even examine it, but he just looked at it and he was like, "Um, this no. is made of latex. Y'all are idiots. <laughs> this is not real." But Hansen, he he totally dodged, tried to like dodge this, and he was like. Actually, <laughs> I withdrew the original genuine specimen from display because he was worried that he would be found guilty of killing what may have been a form of human. So that was his thing. He took the real one away and then put out a latex model because he didn't want people to think that he killed someone. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, no, it doesn't, Hanson. <laughs> you idiot. idiot. That's the best you could come up with. <laughs> right? You're a con man. Like, this is your job. Exactly. Come up Do with something right. trickier. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez um, Louise. So then Sanderson, <laughs> David Spade, sure. he supported this by saying that the specimen examined by Napier was obviously different from the original one that he and Hovelmans had examined. Uh. Mm-hmm. You guys. Sure. The gig is up. But I do have to say that photos show that over the years, the form of the face and body varied somewhat. So it did move around a little and he kept, changed a he little. kept unthawing it. <laughs> it's true. They said. No, thawing it. Shit. Thawing. Freezing and thawing. Freezing and thawing. <laughs> So, okay, in some photos, the mouth is closed, and in others, it is open, and it reveals a bunch of large teeth. Oh! The photos of this thing are also are hideous. I so can't wait to see So look it up, them. it's just, like, so terrible. So ugly. It's a decomposing Bigfoot. Just picture that, and that's exactly what it is. Got um, it. Got it's it. disgusting. <laughs> so Napier, in conjunction with the Smithsonian, made preliminary investigations of Hansen's affairs... Uh, to figure out where this thing came from. Mm -hmm. And said that he found that Hansen had commissioned the creation of the Iceman from a West Coast company in 1967. So a year before they (gasps) even came in to look at it, he made it. Mm -hmm. So that led Napier to quickly conclude that there was only ever one Iceman latex model that he theorizes repositioned and refrozen between appearances. Oh my god. Napier stated that the Smithsonian Institution is satisfied that the creature is simply a carnival exhibit made of latex rubber and hair. The original model and the present so-called substitute are one and the same. Oh my god. Um so <laughs> It's looking like this is a big old con. Uh, yeah. But, guess what? Uh-oh. Ding dong. Oh, no. You can make your own conclusion of that. Okay. Because in 2013, <gasps> Steve Busty, <laughs> B-U-S-T-I, he's the owner of the Museum of the Weird nice. in Austin, Texas. Cool. He bought the Iceman from the family of its original owner in Minnesota. He reveals the ape-like creature to the world at his museum there. So you can go and see oh my God. the Minnesota Iceman, oh my which God. I love. But before his big purchase, Busty spent the last spent two years beforehand 
researching the Minnesota Iceman and trying to pin down its location. So he was obsessed. Pretty much as obsessed as I am with Bigfoot. Sure. He was with this Iceman. Oh, my God. He found that the original exhibitor, you know, Hanson, you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Had it in a freezer at his home for decades after its last showing. Um, What? And it's still unclear why the big hairy popsicles... I love whoever wrote this. Why the big Harry Popsicles tour abruptly ended. But it's probably because... his bitch it, ass got caught. Yeah. There was way too much media surrounding this story. Um, and, like, scientists trying to come and visit. Like, no, no, no. But somehow Hanson managed to keep him out of the public eye until he died about ten years ago. Um, so Busty also learned that rumors of the Minnesota Iceman being discovered in Siberia were untrue. So all of the (laughs) theories were untrue because he says, quote, Hansen shot it in Wisconsin. Its eyeballs blown out and its arm is broken. Uh, and he actually told this to HuffPost Weird News, which I love. Wow. Sure. Um, and so he says again, uh, quote, I couldn't believe it had, it had been in Minnesota the entire time. So he had been searching and searching, and it was just sitting somewhere in a, oh. in a human-sized freezer in Minnesota for decades. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So that's... Um, that's wild. Crazy. Yeah. Sorry, but I love it, because it's, it's Bigfoot stuff. It's hoax stuff. It's carny stuff. I love it. It's carny stuff. <laughs> Jesus. You're my favorite things. <laughs> So anyway, that's uh, that's him. That's the Minnesota Iceman. Oh man. my god! Do you have pictures of him up? Oh gosh, yes. I, I do. I forgot. Oh Let's my see. god! Ew. So we're looking at him. It's like full body. He has his arm, his left arm, um, raised above his head, kind of like he's doing the mashed potato. It looks like he's blocking the sun. He's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, it's so bright. So bright. Ugh. Um, and it's just like a human-like body, yeah, covered but, in hair, but like really hairy, super hairy. Um, and then that's his <gasps> creepy face. Oh my god. So there's like no eye there, <laughs> but then there is an eye there, and then you see his mouth is open. You see his giant creepy giant teeth. teeth. And then there's a photo of Hanson, um, with. The creature in like oh my a, god he's so old thing. yeah he is old you should know better and he lived for another like thirty years That's... he's probably like twenty in this photo he was <laughs> so old back then back then in the sixties <laughs> I stand by my statement <laughs> he looks like he's well maybe I don't know he just looks like a grandpa yeah I'm sure those big giant glasses and that insanely receding hairline don't help yeah and his outfit his grandpa outfit it's, yeah. Wearing a suit. <laughs> I love that a grandpa outfit is a <laughs> suit. just a suit. Um, fine. Yeah, but anyway, so that's, oh, that's He him. is not cute. He is gnarly. Yikes. I can't believe I've never heard of that before. Me too. I hate finding out about things in the U.S. <laughs> so, like, oh. embarrassing. Yeah, right? We live here. It's literally all we do. <laughs> <laughs> we live here. And yet we don't know. Um, but also, so then I was saying that um, it's about snow, and that really has nothing to do with snow. It really doesn't. No, it, except there, that he was frozen. Which is And ice. defrosted and refrozen, and, and he's just called snow. the Iceman. So, <laughs> so I failed. <laughs> okay. Okay, so mine is the Yeti. This is one of those things where, like, I obviously know who, who the Yeti is, but I don't. Mm-hmm. 
know like anything about it yeah which is upsetting same I mean I'm a big old Bigfoot person you sure are um but I don't know that much about Yetis yeah what goes on there Mm -mm. um so he's they the Yeti (laughs) he it's an entire species sorry (laughs) excuse Excuse me me. that's one thing that I learned Um, it's a mythical creature that inhabits the Himalayan mountains, mm-hmm. which is Central Asia, so like mostly Nepal, Tibet, China, and Russia, Southern Russia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so when I was typing up my notes, every single time I had to type Tibet, I typed Tibet. <laughs> every single time. Like, my fingers would not let me write <laughs> D-E-T. So, if I accidentally say to Bert, then that's why. (laughs) Um, So, the Yeti is an erect, bipedal creature that is over six feet tall, weighs... (laughs) I win. Weighs anywhere from 200 to 400 pounds, uh, which is a huge, like... Gap. (laughs) Um, Usually covered with red and gray hair, not white hair. I no. I'm literally picturing picturing um, the Yeti from Monsters Inc. Mm -hmm. That's exactly with that voice. Mm -hmm. Is that guy with Um, hair? (laughs) (laughs) His name is John. I think John John Ham Hurt. No. John. John Hammert. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I'm going to yeah. look it up. It's no, fine. Guy. Yeti. He, he does the voices in like Yeah, he's in Pixar every movie. single Pixar movie. Fuck. Yeah. Because he has such a good voice. Yeah. It, John Ratzenberger. Oh. Ratzenberg. Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. Yes! Yes! <laughs> you got it. Oh, embarrassing. <laughs> Okay, so uh, blah, 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 200, 400 pounds, red and gray hair. It's said that he makes a whistling sound. <gasps> what? Yeah. He doesn't scream in the night like every other creature. <laughs> <that we talk. laughs> no, Ooh. but whistling is also scary it because is. I immediately was thinking of El Silban oh, and I was like, oh, oh that bitch. No. Yeah, so no. thanks for ruining whistling for me. <laughs> um, he has a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor guy. And is typically nocturnal and pretty secretive. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Um and so the Yeti would have been actually like a revered figure in Him- Himalayan mythology mm. and um it predates Buddhism. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's very old. Yeah. Um and the people inhabiting Nepal and Tibet See him as more of a like man-like animal with supernatural powers, Ooh. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so the yeti is called a bunch of different names. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is yeti, which translates to bear of a rocky place. <laughs> oh, that sounds so cute. Oh, little bear. Um, another Tibetan name is Mishi, which means man bear. Cuter and cuter. <laughs> the Sherpas call it, um, 
Zute, I'm, it's D-Z-U-T-E-H. I couldn't find any pronunciation, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but translated, that means cattle bear. <laughs> right? Okay, less cute. <laughs> um, da, da, da. And then Bun Man- Manshi is a Nepali word for jungle man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Picturing Brendan Fraser now. <laughs> George of the Jungle. Um, and then Kong Admi, or Snowman, mm. which makes sense, mm-hmm. and is sometimes combined with Mito Kong Mi, which means Man Bear Snowman. <laughs> Just my favorite. Man Bear Snowman. <laughs> Love it. So there was a story I found that really um, grossed me out. It's I couldn't find a lot of actual like mythology about them which was upsetting but Mm -hmm. i did find this one and it's really disgusting so i'm excited to share it with you uh once an old man from nepal carried a large sack of corn through the forest to a small abandoned mill to grind it into flour but before this task was done darkness fell so he had no choice but to stay the night at the place In the dead of the night, when the old man curled up next to his small fire on the floor of the mill, he suddenly woke up. A huge ape-like creature was standing over him, thundering. Who are you and what do you want here? (gasps) Oh. Who do you think that is? It's a Yeti. It's John Ratzenberger. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I can't do it. It's so bad. I can think about it so well and my voice will not let me do it. <laughs> no. Um, I only want to grind my corn, squeaked the villager. <laughs> I only want to bring my corn. This is my hiding place, snarled the yeti. No one sees me and leaves here alive. Oh no. I know. The man was very scared, but I but an idea came to his mind. Mm. Great Yeti, he began. It is a Tibetan custom to anoint one's legs before dying. Please let me perform these rites before you take my life. Okay. The surprised Yeti nodded. It was okay. So the man sat down and started rubbing butter <gasps> on his legs, massaging both sides. Interesting choice. Yep. <laughs> This is how we sent ourselves before death, big one. (laughs) (laughs) Then our well-oiled legs swiftly and easily carry us wherever we wish to go. I can't. I love this story so much. so gross. I love it. Let me try some of that, bellowed the Yeti and sat down with a thump. (laughs) What he did not notice was that the old man massaged his bulging, hairy legs with pine resin from the rucksack, not butter. Oh. Then the man took a burning firebrand and held it near his own legs, and the butter streamed down. The Yeti did likewise with a flaming stick. But as soon as he held it next to his legs, the pine resin flared up, and his whole body seared up into flames. (gasps) No! (laughs) Screaming, he leaped away into the forest and was not seen again. Isn't that rough? That's, That's like the only story I've found. <laughs> oh, no. The 
it doesn't necessarily paint the Yeti in the best light. No. Um, but I still love him. Yeah. So. Um, oh, here's another story. I forgot. Oh, it's also uh, not as, like, funny, but it's it's rough. <laughs> so eight men were going to Tibet to trade goods when they were robbed. Mm. The robbers took all of their clothing, goods, and money. Fearing retribution, the robbers then killed the traders, but one man lived. Cold, naked, and hungry, he walked in the snow until he was exhausted and wished he were dead. I would have immediately wished no. I had died. For <laughs> sure. I would have like, been, you know what? This is the end. I don't me. think I would have even walked anywhere. I would have been like, all right. <laughs> just sit. Sit down. I'm going to cross your legs. Just bye. <laughs> Uh, The trader passed out in the snowy forest, but awoke in a warm cave. A fire was burning, and a large, hairy yeti sat beside it. The yeti motioned the man to come near and gave him warm furs for clothing and food to eat. Mm -hmm. Over time, the yeti, who turned out to be a yetini... (gasps) A lady yeti? A lady yeti. (laughs) ...learns to communicate with the man. She brought food to their cave and cared for the man. Eventually, they developed an intimate relationship. No! <laughs> I love it. And a child was born. <gasps> man, half Yeti? <laughs> After some months, the man longed for his village. Mm-hmm. He tried many times to escape the cave on the cliff, but he could not. Finally, he tied furs and vines together, lowered himself from the cave, and ran home. The Yatini returned and discovered the man had abandoned her. Rude, actually. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I hate this guy. Yeah, why wouldn't you just talk to her? Like, can we move to the city, girl? (laughs) Hey, girl. I miss my town. (laughs) Can we move? Uh, She was very angry, so she tore their child (gasps) into pieces. No. She ate half. (gasps) The Yeti half or the human half? The Yeti half and threw the father's half away. <laughs> That's the end. That's the end. No. Oh my gosh. So her life is really sad and I feel really bad for her. Yeah. Uh, but then she ate her own child. She was. So I don't know. She was crazy in anger. In love. In love. <laughs> She's Beyonce. <laughs> Apparently, so that, those are the two only, like, folk, folky tales that I found. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few historical things that I would like to share. Um, apparently, Alexander the Great demanded to see a Yeti when he conquered the Indus Valley in 326 BC. Okay, me too. <laughs> if I were to conquer, like, a people, I would be like, okay, now bring Show me, me show your cryptids. Me Yeti. Just like if I were to ever become president of the United States, I'd be like, show me the aliens. Show me. Show me the secret book. I, I want to know all the secrets, and then I'm going to resign. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> I love it. Um... According to National Geographic, local people told him they were unable to present one because the creatures could not survive at a low altitude. Oh. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky way to lie to him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until Word of the Yeti reached Western ears mm-hmm. 
that this creature became the sensation that he is, or they are. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, in the 20th century, all these different dudes would go to the Himalayas and climb Mount Everest and whatever, and then they heard about the Yeti, and they'd come back and tell people about it, and they'd be like, oh my god, I found these um, footprints... And I found some hair, mm-hmm. you know. I love it. Right. So what I want now in the world, after uh-huh. we've been talking about this, mm-hmm. is a movie about people climbing, like, a big giant mountain. Sure. Sure. It doesn't have to be Everest, but one of them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just one small section is they, like, wake up in the middle of the night and hear something, and they're like, what? And then you think the movie's going to turn into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But really, they just, like, look out, see the Yeti. The Yeti sees them, <laughs> and it just walks away. <laughs> And then back to like back and to then extreme that's stuff There's, that's done. It's never talked about again. <laughs> yes. I love it. Just like just pop it in, like oh, it's just a regular part of that's climbing what happens. It's like bed. yeah, yesterday they saw a goat. Today they saw the yeti. No big deal. <laughs> I love it. It's um, great. That's my yeah. We should, should write that movie. Yeah. We're gonna do it. <laughs> We're gonna do it. Um. Like Bigfoot or Loch Ness, there's photographs, but most of them are, like, blurry or weird. Mm-hmm. Um, people have mostly just found footprints and hair, nothing conclusive. Anytime anything is tested, it's always, like, a bear or mm-hmm. a dog mm-hmm. or a human. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually, um, there was this finger, like, just, a, like, a human-looking huh. finger. no. And so, but they thought it was a Yeti's finger for the longest time. And then they tested it and it was like a human finger, probably from the corpse of like a monk or something. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So like. Well, dang. No one important. Yeah. <laughs> Not like a missing link or anything. <laughs> no. Huh. Um, when Sir Edmund Hillary, who was the first man to scale Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. He found what he claimed was a Yeti scalp. Ew. Yeah. Can you imagine? How do you just find you a just, Yeti scalp? You just find some hair and you're like, mm. well, this belongs on my head? Mm. Like a it's cat. a scalp. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but science, <laughs> being the bitch that it is, <laughs> determined that it was nothing more than a, quote, Helmet-shaped hide from a goat. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know how that got there, but that's just what it was. Is what it was? It was. That's such a disappointment. <laughs> uh, huh. Goddamn goat hat. <laughs> um, and circling back to your story, mm. in 1959, actor James Stewart, <gasps> while visiting oh. India, reported, yes. reportedly smuggled the so-called... Pengbosh hand by concealing it in his luggage when he flew to London. What? Yeah. The Pengbosh hand, as it turns out, is the finger that I mentioned earlier. Oh. It was at a Buddhist monastery in Pengbosh, Nepal. Um, so he tried to smuggle it out of the country? He apparently did. So I'm I don't, sorry. I don't know yes. if this so is. So he was. He allegedly super into <laughs> Bigfoot and stuff. This is what I'm learning because uh-huh. if he owned the Minnesota Iceman, mm-hmm. 
and then also tried to steal this creepy Yeti finger, mm-hmm. then he must be a freak like me. Because sure I would is. do the same thing <laughs> if I had a lot of money. <laughs> hmm. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, so there was in another article I was reading, which um, the writer of the article had been to the Himalayas, mm-hmm. and their guide told told them that the Yeti are all gone now because of global warming. No! Isn't that sad? No, Thanks first the Yetis, now the polar bears. <laughs> You're so I, I hate you. Are you crying? So much, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm tearing up. <laughs> the poor Yetis. Yeah, they're they're extinct now. Oh. That's what the guide said. I don't know because it it uh, the other story I'm about to tell um, disputes that. <laughs> so okay, the last one I found um, is the most amazing story I think. Okay, which is hard to believe. <laughs> um, so this is the story of Andre Lubchenko mm. from Russia. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, he is a Tashtagol artist and sculptor. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, he claimed that he came face to face with the Yeti. <gasps> no way. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Uh, they managed to speak with one another. Not like like a conversation. Tel- but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like that, um, like that thing? Tulpa? Like a tulpa? Yeah. Yeah. No. I was like, <laughs> which is... Mia culpa. Mia culpa. <laughs> um, so they managed to speak with one another in like a weird, probably like vague sense, like okay. gesturing with hands or something. Yeah, okay, like do people who don't speak the same language. Exactly. Okay. Um, and the Yeti also posed for a portrait. <gasps> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Which Lubchenko drew on some birch bark. What? Yeah. So it wasn't like a porch. Like, it's not a painting or I a mean, photo. I mean, it's, it's a good picture. <laughs> He's talented. He got, he got it's not a photo. Side. He didn't... He specifically says later that he's like, I didn't have my camera mm. or my phone. Mm. Likely story. <laughs> right. Who doesn't have their phone? Um. So this is him talking about it. He said... It happened so unexpectedly and fast that I had no time to get scared. There was a clear feeling that this was a thinking creature. I felt he was trying to talk to me. Mm. The Yeti was about two and a half meters tall. Whoa. With thick, dark brown hair like a bear's, but a lot softer. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Rub your face in Yeti's fur. All I want. Aww. He was holding a wooden stick with bits of hair wrapped oh around God, it. That's yeah, scary. so it's like that's really cute, turn. and then like disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but the main thing was his eyes. They were just like light-colored human eyes. Oh, mm. <laughs> It was in the morning of July twenty-seventh. I went into Tega. Uh, to gather materials for wooden sculptures, he said. I usually need a lot of curved and unusually shaped branches. 
Okay. Good story, bro. <laughs> no, good story, comrade. <laughs> that was good. I loved it. You. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> I went out onto a small open patch, and there I felt the Yeti's presence. <gasps> I turned back and saw him standing up deeper in the woods, not going away and trying to communicate. Mm. Yeah. So he immediately wanted to talk. Nice. It happened so unexpectedly and fast, I had no time to get scared. Didn't he already say that? He didn't already say that. Lubchenko explained further, I am saying he because shape of his body. Oh. Because shape of his body. His gestures... His behavior were clearly male. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Oh. Mm. <laughs> His body was very toned, with lots of visible muscles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I say male because I was in Because <laughs> I am a gay man. <laughs> and he was, and he was sexually attracted very to hot. me. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest Yeti I've ever seen. Dare I say the hottest Yeti anyone has ever seen. <laughs> oh, God. His hands and feet were proportionate to his body, so they're giant. <laughs> the same way as with humans. His face was expressive, too, just like his eyes. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. This is literally paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> Impressive eyes and a toned body. Very muscular. Very muscular. Huge feet. <laughs> also, I remember that he had huge legs. <laughs> Tree trunks. His feet. Oh, God. It says, by human sizes, his feet were size 60. <laughs> Jesus, this suggests his feet were 46 centimeters in length, or 18 inches. Oh my gosh. It's too many. Too many inches. <laughs> I can't describe or understand how he spoke because, <laughs> because it sounds unbelievable. Mm. It felt like we heard each other's thoughts as if it was telepathy. Oh my gosh. We could hear each other's thoughts and feel each other's feelings. My connection <laughs> in the forest with the yeti. Sex. <laughs> they fucked. <for> sure. <laughs> I love this. This is the best story. I'm so glad I looked at it. Yes. Um, there was only one word that the yeti actually said when I asked his name. His oh. voice was <laughs> sensual. Did he say sensual? <laughs> Oh, God, his voice was low and chesty. Mm. <laughs> low and chesty. His, his voice was low and chesty. <clears throat> and the name sounded as if somebody hit a tambourine twice. Taban. <laughs> Taban. Taban. <laughs> Love it. I didn't have my phone with camera on me. 
or a camera, mm-hmm. like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But I always carry a pencil. <laughs> always. <laughs> I do what not are you going to do with a pencil? You do not have your phone, but you have one pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and something I can draw on. This time, it was a piece of birch tree bark. So that was he, the thing that he had on him to draw? He's like, you know what, I'll save this for later. <laughs> he, he, he pulled it off of a tree and was like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I made a drawing of the Yeti and showed him. Oh my gosh. The Yeti studied it really carefully for a while and then drew a symbol next to my drawing. Mm. I still can't find what this symbol means. I've been going through books and internet, but found nothing. Well, duh, it's in Yeti. <laughs> So he couldn't find anything about the symbol, mm-hmm. but he did say, there is a similar looking symbol of friendship, but I'm not sure if that's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't know what, like, don't know what he's basing this off of. Maybe that's, um, Tan, Tin, Tin, what's his name? Tiban. Tiban. Timbin. Timbit. Timbits. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Yeah. Um, all I can say about myself is that I am as normal as one can find. Really? I am physically and mentally healthy. <laughs> I don't drink or take drugs. Mm-hmm. I think one day I'll get back to the place where we've met. I think we might see each other again. This oh. is like the cutest goddamn rom-com oh I've ever This seen. is like missed connections on Craigslist. <laughs> like, we saw each other in the forest. I drew your photo. Your name is Tanpan. 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 Me, Russian male. You, eight-foot yeti. <laughs> I drew your portrait, but you took my heart. (laughs) Hmm. Um, The newspaper, don't know which newspaper, Mm -hmm. uh, said it has asked about him. And he is, quote, a reputable person in the city. Mm. Quite well known. And certainly isn't seen as a nutter. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That's the end. That's the end. Yep. So this was 2015, so maybe he's gone back and found him. Maybe. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he left and lives with the Yeti now. Oh, my God. This is the game romance. Oh, no, and then they have a baby together. (gasps) Oh, no! And then he decides to go home and leave him, and then the Yeti eats the half of the baby. (laughs) We already know how this adventure ends. Oh, no. Oh, no. So sweet. Now it's a You know what? No, I believe in them. Mm-hmm. As a couple, mm-hmm. I think it. I think it worked out. It will. It will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my stories about the Yeti. I love it. Um, I feel like it's not at all what I thought it would be. So <laughs> I'm happy about it, though. Cool. Well, I guess this is the part where we say bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you later, ghouls and boys. Uh, Bye. Bye. (gasps) A child. A child. child. (laughs) Thumbs break.